How many of you ever had a mouse in the house? Mouse in the house. Come on, some of you are lying. How many of you had a mouse in the house? Every Okay, there you go. Um, you, you know, you find those little black dots around the house, right? And what do you get out? What do you get out? You have to get out a mouse. Come on, say it with me, a mouse. All right, everybody participate. You got to get out a mouse trap. I remember um, when the kids were smaller, we lived in a house and um, found the droplets and uh, had to get, you're like, wow, that's a big mouse trap. I didn't use this in my house. All right, this is just, you know, so you see it better on the camera. Um, but uh, you get out a mouse trap, right? And the first thing that you do um, when you get a mousetrap is you have to get some bait for the mousetrap, right? And um, so I don't know who did the research that knew that mouse, mice, mice, that a mouse, we'll stick with that, it's proper grammar, um, likes cheese. I think it was Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody, Tom and Jerry. So uh, you got to put a little mouse. My dad thought that mouse... A mouse, the mouse. <laughs> I'll get this right for the end of the day. Um, like peanut butter. Anybody live in the peanut butter house? Come on. Peanut butter. And I just want to add that if you're having peanut butter, you got to have jelly. Peanut butter, jelly time. Peanut butter, jelly. Come on, right? And, uh, and you put the right... You put, the right, uh, you put the right bait on it, and then you set it out underneath the sink. I don't know why we always put it underneath the sink. Anybody else like you? I guess because the kids would get it, maybe. Anybody else put it in weird places? Anyways, in the, only our family. All right, Mom, we'll talk about that. So you set the trap, and then you just wait, and you hope. And then a little mouse, you hear them scurrying. They like, y'all following me? And then the day comes, and they take the bite, and they get on the bait. Do y'all ever have that mouse that could, that could get the bait without, come on, I think he brought his friends, and they were like, you hold down one side, I'm going to get the cheese. We'll share, come on, anybody else ever, like, Pastor, you got too much hand, time on your hand. They come up, they eat it. They get it. You get that. And then what do you do? You walk around the house like this. Look, there's the, I got him. Especially if your wife hates mouths, you scare your kids. I started thinking about how this represents something in our relationships. I want to talk to you about the topic of offense and unforgiveness today. Because there's an enemy of your soul that knows your bait. That, that he's studied you, he's watched you, he's figured it out, and he's like, ah, that, I'm, I'm going to figure out the bait that will cause them to, to not show up at Thanksgiving with their family because that thing their, their siblings said to them. I, they, they, the enemy of your soul has figured out the bait of your life. It's that thing that, that they it's that thing they posted online, and so you, you, you got on a different dream team because you didn't want to have have to be a, around that dream team anymore because you didn't know they thought that before COVID came along. And, and he, he knows exactly how to get you. It's that person at work. And he's like, no, no, the cheese didn't work. The peanut butter didn't work. But hey, the jelly is going to work on them. And he knows how to set the bait in your life. And you will come over like a mouse. And the enemy will get you. 
This is what an offense does in your life. This is what happens when you carry unforgiveness in your life. And now the enemy walks around going, look, I got him. And Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. And it is impossible to live a full life and an offended life at the same time. See, prior to that verse, we like to quote that Jesus, I've come to give you life and the full, says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus says, but I've come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. Jesus has a life that he wants you to live, but you've got to know this too. The enemy has a life he wants you to live. And he wants you to live an offended life, a bitter life, a life with unforgiveness in your heart because he knows when he does, he's got you in the trap. And I want you to hear me say that for some of you, you're in the trap because what happened to you was horrendous. And today I'm not negating or approving of what happened in your life to cause you to be offended. I'm just saying, don't let it trap you. Why would you let what hurts you once continue to hurt you by keeping you trapped? Here's the deal. You're not gonna be able to live through life if you interact with humanity without there being an opportunity to be offended. Why? Because we live in a fallen world and people say dumb things. And I say dumb things. And people do dumb things. And you do dumb, dumb things. Don't be acting around like you don't do anything. Like, and so there's going to be opportunity to be offended, but it's up to you whether or not you take offense. Whether you allow that thing to get rooted in your heart, whether or not you begin to live a life and go, no, I'm going to learn to let things roll off of me a little bit more. I'm not going to take offense to everything. We live in an easily offended world. I would encourage you that as a believer in Jesus, it's our job to live not easily offended. Are you with me? Some of the things, some of the things that we get offended about, I'm just like, come on, y'all, you're just being too sensitive. Hello, somebody. Like in a social media world, it's like, you're just too sensitive. Like relax a little bit, like smile a little bit, laugh a little bit. Don't take yourself so seriously a little bit. Are you following me? Like some of y'all offended at people, you don't even know them. They posted something, you follow them, you've never met them in your life and now you're mad at them. Why are you giving your bandwidth to people you don't even know? Are y'all with me? And so the enemy will keep you trapped in offense. And it's something that someone said. It's something that someone did that they shouldn't have done. It, it's someone that should have spoke up and they didn't speak up. I don't know the scenario. I know that one way that we're offended is because we get offended when someone violates one of our values. So I learned this in counseling, y'all. You're like, you go to counseling. I was like, yeah, I do. Everybody, I, I I help a whole lot of crazy people, so I need counseling myself. <laughs> Come on, I'm messing, I'm just joking with you. And this is, this is what my, my counselor helped me to see. So he, he, he helped me to see that, that I am prone to offense whenever someone hits a value button in my life. That's the words he used, a value button. He said, so, 
So what you're offended by is because someone has, has violated a value button in your life. It may be not that they hurt you or, or something like that, it, it just, or they didn't stand up for you or other reasons. He goes, for you, you get a value button. So, so one of my value buttons is integrity. It's a big value button for me, like a massive value for me is integrity, that, 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 that I'm seen in life as someone that is full of integrity, that's a big, big value to me, all right? And so I was trying to figure out why when someone questioned my integrity or when someone would question the integrity of anything that I lead or am responsible for, why, why something like, why the pastor would leave my body and some other evil spirit would take over? Are y'all, is this too honest for y'all? Like something would take over my body and, and I would just wanna like rip their head. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm so even kill. I'm like this most of the time, y'all. Like ask my wife, ask my staff around like I'm really even kill I'm kind of a boring person honestly I'm pretty introverted like I give more energy on Sunday than I do about any time else during my I use more words on Sundays than I do like that's just me but something like like someone could post something a comment about me on and I would just be like like the Hulk it was like my skin changed colors and I was like I wanna, they said that about how we operate our church. I want to rip their heads off. Is this too real for y'all? Y'all like, I got to find another church. Like, I need a pastor that has it all together. I go to counseling, y'all. I'm getting it together. And this is what he said to me. He said, they hit your value button. And so because they hit their value button, that's where you're prone to take offense. You can be offended without taking taking it, letting it root down. And so I had to learn, I had to learn that I can't take that. I can't take every time someone speaks negatively about me or someone that questions something, I can't take that in because that will set up and it will, yeah. it'll, it'll mess me up. Right. My bait is someone questioning my integrity. And the enemy's going, take it, Daniel. Take it, respond to them, fight back, say what's really on your mind. Just do it. Just nibble on the bait. Just nibble on the bait. Because the moment you do, I got you. And some of you are living a life that is frustrated in your spirituality and is stuck in your journey of faith because you took the bait. See, when we take the bait, we're like Saul. Look at what this passage says. It says, when the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, that's Goliath, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul and they sang and they danced. So they, they like having this party and um, this is why church shouldn't be boring. Y'all with me? Like they were dancing, they had tambourines, they had cymbals, and this was their song. Saul, this was the lyrics. It wasn't that great of a song, but this was it. <laughs> Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. And then watch what happened. This made Saul very angry. What's this, he said. They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Watch this. Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. This, you're reading an account of a man getting offended. 
and his offense caused him to jump to unreasonable conclusions. His offense caused Saul to go from there singing a song to he's gonna take all of my kingdom. Because he kept a jealous eye on David. He kind of like, he was always suspicious of David. He was always like, what's David up to? God kept, he kept a jealous eye. It wasn't a moment, it got rooted down in him. It wasn't just a moment of, oh, they're singing that he's better than me at fighting. Oh, that's, that stinks. No, something got rooted down in him. And there's some of you that someone said something and it wasn't just like, oh, that, that hurt. That wasn't great. I didn't like that. It went from that to it got rooted. It went from that to they hate me. It went from that to they want anything to do. It, it went from that to that whole group of people aren't for me. It went from that to everybody's against me and no one wants in it and no one cares about me and no one loves me and no one is looking out for me and no one has my back because a little root of offense. And here's what I want you, if you're a note taker, write this down. If not, write it down. I want to give you a couple of thoughts. Number one is that when we take the bait, it contaminates us. It contaminates us. Look what the scripture says in Hebrews 12. It says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch, watch this. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Trouble you, corrupting many. When you take the bait that the enemy puts out for you and the trap comes on you, which Matthew 18, Jesus uses the same Greek word three times to talk about offense and it means bait or trap. When you, when you take the bait and the trap falls on you, a root of bitterness begins to grow. And here's the thing about a root of bitterness is that you can think for a while it's not affecting you. Because the root, sometimes it takes a little bit to grow. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of, it's not the first week. It's not the month. And we think it's not affecting anybody else, just affecting us. We're the only one, it's, it's not. But I'm telling you, you cannot have a full life and a bitter life in the same body. And it will begin to filter. It said, David looked at him with a jealous eye. It'll begin to filter everything that you see. So now you begin to see everybody through the offense. You begin to look at everybody through the ritter bitterness and it begins to contaminate you. And sometimes you don't even know it. I would propose to this. If you're easily offended, there's a good chance there's a root of bitterness that you don't even realize is there. Why? Because you're looking at everybody through it. So now everybody's out to get you. Everybody is against you. Everybody's trying to rain on your parade. Everybody is. So now there's offenses all around you. There's reason to be bitter all around you. Why? Because bitterness contaminates us. And this is not the life that God intended for you. He intended that you would have life to the full, but the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's stealing your joy, and he's stealing your relational connection. You can't build relationships that are built to last because you've got a root of bitterness that comes in between you and other people, and so you never fully engage, and you never fully love, and you never fully care, and you can't fully bring yourself to any relationship because there's bitterness inside. And it's not what God wants for you. Not only does it contaminate us, but it also hinders us. 
This is a real sobering scripture. It says, and when you stand praying, if you hold, watch this, anything against anyone. You mean that family member that abused me? Anything against anyone. You mean that person that gave me a bad report that caused the demotion? Anything against anyone. You mean that person that spread lies on TikTok about me and I never did it? Anything against anyone, forgive them. Watch this. So that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Pastor, are you trying to tell me that when I hold unforgiveness, when I hold a root of bitterness in my heart, that it hinders my relationship with God? Yeah. And you think it's only in your mind. It's contaminating every relationship around you and it's hindering your most important relationship. But you don't know what they did. I'm not saying it was right. But you don't know how deeply they hurt me. I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they, what they did was okay. I'm just saying it contaminates you and all your relationships and it hinders you and God. And that's not what God wants for you. Well, I forgive them when they come around and ask for it. They may never ask you for it. Are you gonna let their lack of an apology keep you trapped? Your freedom is not dependent upon their apology. Are you with me? So how do I get out of the trap? I'm gonna give you three really practical things because I think just, you know, it sounds good and it's, it's churchy, but just like, forgive them. It's like, thanks. <laughs> you know, like, how do I do that? You know what I mean? Like sometimes in church, we just tell people to do things. We don't tell them how to do it. And it's like, forgive them. Okay, that's like, how do I do that? Like, I need some practical steps. I wanna give you three really practical steps, all right? And I wanna give you a forewarning. I'm not saying that you'll like apply these to your life and you'll walk out of here and you'll just feel like, man, I've forgiven this person because sometimes the wounds are so deep. You've gotta do this over and over and over and over and over. And I just promise you though, that if you will, at some point you'll look over your shoulder and go, I don't even think about them anymore. I don't even look at them. I don't even... When I drive by that place, it doesn't bring that feeling up anymore. Whenever I go to Thanksgiving, I don't, even, I don't even have that visceral reaction anymore. You know why? Because little by little, step by step, moment by moment, the Holy Spirit was healing and healing and healing. I'm telling you, there's complete freedom because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And you can have freedom in your life. And it may take a little bit and it may be a journey, but I promise you, God, can bring you total freedom in it. So let me give you three things real quick, all right? Number one is remember that we have been forgiven. It may seem like an odd place to start, but it gets you in the right mind and gets you in the right heart space, all right? 
And I'm not gonna give you practical steps on how to have the conversation. Um, I, think, I think you're grown enough to know that, that if you're able to, and it's not, doesn't violate your safety, are you with me? That you should go and say, I've held bitterness towards you and I'm sorry and I need to release that, all right? I think you're, I'm talking about how to get your heart ready. Number one, remember that we've been forgiven. I love the scripture, it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander. Man, if this doesn't describe what seems like the last 18 months to me, bitterness and wrath and, and everybody's got an opinion and everybody's, it's, and it's damaging relationships. Along with all malice, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And this is how we do it. As God in Christ forgave you. We need to remember, we need to not get so haughty or so prideful to go, to forget that I had to be forgiven. You had to be forgiven. Like why would, we, why would we be so stingy with our forgiveness when the God of the universe who did not need me, did not have to do anything for me, looked down at me in my mess and in my sin and in no way out and goes, I'm gonna send my only son Jesus to die for them, give his life for them so that their sins, their offenses might be forgiven. There should be a humility that enters our heart and go, God, look what all you've done for me. How would I withhold that from anybody? I'm just telling you, you just stop sometime. Stop sometime and just go, God, let me remember how much you've forgiven me. I was far from you, wanted nothing to do with you. And you pursued me, and you loved me. I took your name in vain and you forgave me. I treated people that you created in your image and the way I treat, and you forgave me. I thought things that if they were put on a screen would be embarrassing to everybody around me and you forgave me. Sometimes we need to pause a moment and not get so religious. Look at me here in church. No, you're a sinner saved by grace. Had it not been for the grace of God, where would my life be? Anybody else know that? If it had not been for Jesus, where in the world, what gutter would I be in? I'd be under some six feet. Are y'all with me? Like, had it not been, let us not get to the place where we walk around going, well, I got it all blessed coming in and blessed going out, brothers and sisters. And, no, if it had not been for the grace of God in my life, where in the world would we be? Where would I be? Don't ever lose that. Don't ever forget that. We gotta remember, number two, we depend, this is how we, we depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, for some of you, you maybe didn't grow up around church or the church you grew up around, you were like, the only thing you knew about the Holy Spirit is he made people act really weird. And, um, and, and when they laid down, you had to throw purple claws on them. 
and, uh, and they would ask you for a whole lot of money and promise you a Mercedes. <laughs> the, peop- the Holy Spirit doesn't make anybody weird. People are weird, <laughs> period. And that's just what happens. Now, the power of the Holy Spirit is, is the divine power to live this Christian walk. This is why some of you are f- you're so frustrated with religion because you were trying to live a supernatural life by natural powers and you can't do it. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the seal of the Holy Spirit comes to live within you and you have power in the Holy Spirit. There's more than that, but that's the starting point. And so some of you, like you, you, you tried to live just like, like you grew up, this is what I, I grew up in this. It was like the Trinity was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. There was no talk of the Holy Spirit. Like he, he, may, he may make you like raise your hands, so keep him out of here. Are you following me? And if the Holy Spirit comes, he always brings the tambourine. So let's keep him out of here. Like we don't want any that. Are y'all following me? Come on. Y'all laugh in church. It's okay to laugh a little bit. I'm I'm being real right now. Like that's what I grew up around, but I found out that I could not live this life without the power of God's spirit in my life, that I needed him in my life. Look what Romans 8 says. It says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, that same power lives in you. Why are you walking around like, you got the power that raised Jesus from the dead living on the inside of you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies. So this mortal, natural, fleshly body can't do this thing called the Christian life, but he'll give life to it by the same spirit. What same spirit? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living within you. And so I I wanna encourage you, you want to get out of the trap? You got to remember, God, you've forgiven me a lot. Who am I with to withhold forgiveness? But you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. And it may start as simple as this. Just saying, Holy Spirit, help me. I can't tell you how many times I pray that prayer. Walking into a meeting, Holy Spirit, help me. I need wisdom in this moment. Holy Spirit, help me. Help them to come down on the price in Jesus' name. <laughs> Just all times, some of you, that may be new for you, but I just want you to take like one little baby step forward and just, you'd go in this area. They've hurt me, they've offended me. I've carried this for years. Holy Spirit, help me. Because I can't do it on my own. Holy Spirit, help me. And I promise you, you ask him, he'll help you. He'll help you. Number three, number three is pray God's best in their life. This is where the rubber meets the road. I know you're like, yeah, I don't know about it. You'd be like, pastor, I've been praying for them, all right. Been praying from like Psalms over them, like dash their head against the rocks, oh God. Help them to get fired from their job. You know, may they break their leg on the next play. Like you've been praying some things. And I know I'm not saying this is easy, but I'm telling you, this is, this is the thing. Look what the Bible says. 
It says, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. And I told you this relationship series, I I was gonna give you things that are so counter to the culture that we live in. Do good to those who hate you. Watch this, bless those who curse you and pray for those who hurt you. Pray for those who hurt you. Look what Romans 12 says. It says, bless those who persecute you, don't curse them and pray that God will bless them. Whew. You for real? Paul, do you know what I've gone through? That's who wrote this. Paul's like, yeah, beaten, falsely imprisoned, shipwrecked. Yeah, I've been through some things. Haters everywhere I go. Every town I walk into, they're hating me. But bless those who persecute you and don't curse them. It's not the way of Jesus. Actually, the way of Jesus is to pray for them. You remember this scene? He's on the cross. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Pastor, that is crazy. Yeah. But every time you pray, it lifts a little. Every time you pray for that family member that wounded you in ways that should never have been done, it lifts a little. And every time you pray for that person at school that has bullied you and spoke things to you, it lifts a little. And every time you pray for that spouse that walked out on you and hurt you deeply and left you financially ruined, it lifts a little. And I'm just telling you that I can't change what they did and I'm not affirming what they did and I'm not saying what they did was okay. I'm just trying to help you see that when you take the bait, you're the one in the trap. But if you'll just remember the goodness and forgiveness of God in your life and you'll go, Holy Spirit, help me. This trap is heavy, but if you'll help me, Holy Spirit, I'll do. I pray you bless them, God. I pray that, I pray God that... I pray, God, that you would help them to see your grace and they would find forgiveness of all of their sins. And I pray they would come into relationship with you, God. I pray that they would find healing, God. There's something broken in them for them to try to break something in me. I pray, God, you would save them. And I'm just telling you over and over and over, and it lifts and it lifts, and you find that Jesus will set you free. There can be freedom. I believe there's so many of you today that need freedom. You need freedom. And I prayed for you this morning. I prayed against the spirit of bitterness this morning. 
And I told God, I said, by faith, I believe that people's chains will begin to fall today. It may take some time, but you gotta have a starting point. And may today be your starting point. You may have to remember the goodness of God, the forgiveness of God, and say, Holy Spirit, help me today again. Help me again, help me again, help me again. And you may have to wake up and you may only find one word. You just may be able to say, bless them. It may hurt so deep that all you can do is picture them and go, God, bless them. That's all I've got. But you may move from bless them to be able to see that for them to hurt you, something is hurting in them. And for them to try to break you, something is broken in them. And I, may, I, I hope you may get to a point where you go, God, heal their brokenness. God, save their soul. God, change them. God, I wanna see them restored. I wanna see them redeemed. And you'll find freedom, healing. That's what God wants for you. You can't build relationships that are built to last if there's a root of bitterness in you because you're trapped. And today's your day to begin the, the walk of freedom. So with every head bowed, every eye closed at every location, I believe this is a holy moment between you and God. And you know, you know the situation. I know as soon as I said, today I wanna to talk to you about offense, you go, oh Lord. Because you knew. You know the name, you know the face. You know the person or the people. And you've been trapped way too long. And today's your day. And right where you're seated, Maybe you would just start the journey of your heart being healed and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Just tell him, I can't do this on my own. Maybe you'd be as honest to say, there's nothing in my flesh that wants to, but I refuse to be trapped. Holy Spirit, help me. Maybe in this moment, you would begin to adjust your heart by saying, God bless them. For some of you today, it's not forgiveness you need to give, it's forgiveness you need to receive. It's the forgiveness of God. Maybe when I was talking about how God has forgiven us so much, you thought, I don't know that I've received that forgiveness. You still feel the weight and the shame and the heaviness of sin in your life. And I want you to know that you don't have to. That you can receive the forgiveness of God today. The Bible says that we've all sinned. All of us are in that same boat. And we've all fallen short of God's standard. And it says that the wages or the payment of our sin is death. That's eternal separation from God, but it's not the way God ever intended it. And so he sent Jesus to die on the cross and his blood washes away all of your sin. And he gives you this free gift of salvation and the way you receive it is by faith. You're trusting in something right now. I'm asking you to transfer your trust. 
transfer it to God, transfer it to the work of Jesus on the cross. And the Bible says the way we express that faith is that we confess Jesus as Lord with our mouth. In other words, that he's in control. And we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, the resurrection. We do that, the Bible says that we will be saved. And so in just a moment, we're gonna express that through prayer together. And if you're in here or you're online, you'd say, Pastor, that's me today. I know in my heart, I'm far from God. And you don't really need me to tell you that, you know, in the quiet moments of your life, whether or not you have peace with God, whether or not you have the confidence of that. And if that's you, in just a moment, we're gonna pray. No one looking around, I wouldn't embarrass you for the world. It's between you and God. But if you say, that's pastor, that's me on three, I'm gonna count to three. I just want you to shoot up your hand at every location or, or let us know there in the chat. If that's you on three, you just shoot your hand up. One, two, three, up high. God bless you. God bless you, thank you. You can put them down. Church, I'm gonna ask all of us to pray out loud for the benefit of those that are taking this step of faith today. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a brand new beginning. Thank you for freedom. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen. Come on, can we celebrate those who made that decision? Hey, we hope today's message spoke to your situation and was helpful to your life. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're posting new content every week. And also, if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can click the link below. You know, it's thanks to the generosity of people like you that we're able to meet the needs of people all over the world. So thank you for making a difference and helping deliver this message to the people that need it most. And thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you soon.